you have two choices. You adapt or your business will not survive. Welcome to the Wait and Speak podcast. I'm your host, Rikweer White. In today's episode, I speak to Yanni de Villiers about work and the new normal. Yanni is AgriSA's Head of Labor and Development. And prior to joining AgriSA, she was a union organizer at Solidarity for 12 years, where she served as sector head for the union's branches at all the major commercial banks, Armscore, the Agricultural Research Council, and all the universities. She has an LLB degree from the Nelson Mandela University and completed an LLM degree specializing at labor law in, at UNISA. She represents organized business on a number of structures, including the National Minimum Wage Commission, NEDLAC Development Chamber, various task teams at NEDLAC, including the National Minimum Wage Task Team and the Comprehensive Social Security Task Team. Uh, she is also a member of the Job, Job Summit Subcommittee on Public Sector Programs, Labor Market Reform and Anti-Corruption Initiatives. And without further ado, here's the interview. Yanni, welcome on the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, thank you so much. It's lovely being here. Yanni, so, so kicking off... Um, with, with our current situation, uh, could you give us a few basic tips? You know, how can you stay safe at home and going outside and when you sh- go shopping for essentials? Well, I think the most important thing to remember with social distancing and the, the only way that you can keep yourself truly safe is by staying home. Staying home as much as you possibly can, avoiding other people as much as you possibly can. Now, that is not a reality for every single person in our country. So I would say that if you need to go out, if you are, in, for instance, an essential services worker or you need to go shopping for essentials, as you mentioned, the most important thing um, that has been, uh, you, will, you will notice that the science has changed a little bit, is to make sure that you cover your face with a, a cloth mask. You don't need a fancy surgical mask, but to cover your face, to still remain at a distance of at least three feet or one meter away from the people around you. So there's no, even if you see people in public who you haven't seen for weeks, there's no hugging, there's no kissing, there's no handshake. We need to keep our distance from each other. Now, if you go shopping for essentials, for instance, please remember that as soon as you come home, it is important to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds running water with soap. And also the things that you bring into your house, please be reminded to sanitize those as well. And you can use a sanitizer that contains at least 60% ethanol or 70% isopropanol um, to do that. And just make sure that that the surfaces of everything you touch remains clean as well, because it has been proven that this virus can live on surfaces for a few hours. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. I've I've had a personal uh, ritual after coming home from the shop. It takes me a good while to to go through that cleaning process, but it has to be done. <laughs> it has to be done. You are completely right. And 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 Yoni, you mentioned the masks, um, which is obviously a, uh, added for safety. But I think the other thing is also obviously to to you now not be overconfident when you're wearing a mask and not still don't go and touch your face. Um, still do the normal, you know, don't touch your face only, you know, once you've washed your hands and, and all of those things is still, still important to remember. You know, that, that is, there's a real danger in people becoming overconfident, as you put it, because at the end of the day, the only thing that truly protects you is keeping complete distance and washing your hands. 
hand sanitizers and masks and everything else are simply add-ons to that basic routine. And touching your face, as you said, I completely forgot to mention that. Very, very, very important not to touch your face. The danger with a mask is for those of us not used to wearing them every day, is you're obviously going to fiddle with it. So there is a real mind shift in there as well to know that you cannot do that. You can't fiddle with anything on your face. You can't touch your face. You need to make sure that your hands are completely clean. Mm. No, definitely. Um, then a term we often use, uh, or, or rather often hear, is, is the idea of flattening the curve, stopping the spread of the disease. And I think here in South Africa, we're seeing it now with the lockdown. The, the intent is also to stop the spread. Um, but then it's also important once we, we get out of this gradual lockdown to, to also, again, not be overconfident, to still follow the same, uh, you know, safety guidelines. Um, you know, it, it, it's a longer term process that we have to change our behavior to be safe and, and protect others and, and, you know, protect each other. Um, what are some of the, the guidelines from the World Health Organization and then uh, for, for workers and, and employers in terms of the ILO? I think the most important thing to remember with flattening the curve is um, just by engaging in these healthy behaviors, as we discussed now, you will naturally not spread the virus as quickly as it possibly can spread or as it has spread in some other countries. So that's what's meant by flattening the curve. You're never going to stop it completely. The only thing that will stop it in its track it's, is a reliable, tested, safe vaccine. There's, there's no other way to stop the virus. So what we are trying to do by flattening the curve as a society is we're trying to buy enough time for our medical professionals, our hospitals and doctors and nursing staff to be adequately prepared for the wave of infections that is going to happen the minute you lift lockdown provision. That is unfortunately a reality and we've seen it all over the world. So what the World Health Organization concentrates on, most importantly, is social distancing. You will see that social distancing features everywhere. Um, and then with healthy um, uh, respiratory hygiene, which is things like not coughing and sneezing on other people into your hands, but into the crook of your elbow, or into a tissue, um, and, and then distance, distance, distance. I can't emphasize that enough. Now, if you look at the ILO guidelines, which very interestingly um, came out very, very strongly to say that in situations where teleworking is possible, you need to ensure that your staff telework because that means them staying at home, which means them not potentially transmitting the virus. The other thing is um, with this virus is up to 25% of, and, and this is a research that, I, that I've read, has shown that up to 25% of people who have this virus have no symptoms whatsoever. So you can be a spreader of the virus and not have any idea that you're actually carrying it. So that's why it's so important to keep all of us away from each other and away from crowded workplaces. Um, these guidelines, by the way, have been fed into the, the South African directive, which should be published um, on today, what is it, the, the 24th of April, either today or on Monday, that says very clearly that there needs to be at least a 1.5 meter distance between employees, or if this can't be done, then there has to be a physical barrier between employees. Regular sanitization, hand washing, everything that we've spoken about will become the new normal within workplaces. I think we also need to be clear about the fact that we're not doing this for the next two months, three months, four months. This is probably going to be our reality for at least the next year. And I do believe that if you look at what's coming out of the ILO, 
um, and our own experiences in our country that we will see a revolutionary change in workplace and workplaces and how work is conducted. No, those are some very good points. And I think two things that come to mind that, that you've also touched on is exactly this danger of an incubation period where someone could be sick and they don't know it. Um, and that's how the disease can spread. And I think that's really the big differentiator that makes this so dangerous and why we need to, to adhere to all these um, safety, safety guidelines. Um, and, and I think I spoke yesterday to someone else. One thing amidst you know, all the challenges for, for, for many of us at least um, is, is technology. Um, and luckily, this allows us now to, to, to work remotely and, and do a lot, of thing, a lot of the things that we normally could do. So I think that at least is a blessing that we have technology. Um, it's not perfect, but the technology helps, helps us a great deal in this time. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we were talking before this, which it actually seems so absurd looking back at life before the coronavirus. But we were all talking about... 4IR and we were stressing about 4IR and how on earth are we going to be ready and just like that we're thrust into this reality where it becomes what we need to do. You have two choices you adapt or your business will not survive. Yeah that, that is so true um, you, as you rightly said you, we've been hearing about this um, and the digitalization um, but now it's no longer an, an, an option it's it's a must um, and, and speaking to that Yoni I think Teleworking and, and, and working from home and still managing kids, especially in, in times where we kids are, are, are staying at home where they can't be at school. Do you have some tips on how to how to manage that? And and, and I think the other thing is um, linked to that, a, a bigger thing is, is managing your stress and mental well-being and, and also, you know, managing your time because it's, it's easy to become switched on the whole time and uh, never switch off uh, from work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Honestly, it's a circus. And, and there's, I think we should all just say to each other that it is currently a circus, especially for those of us who are involved in government work and trying to lobby government and so forth. There's no such thing as a weekend anymore. It is constant work. And what we have as well is you have a very large contingent of workers in this country who have children at home because the schools are closed. So, Actually, I don't have tips. I'm also struggling with finding the balance. But I read something that just rang so true for me that said we have to be reminded that what's being expected of us is not humanly possible. We can't be everything to everyone all the time. And if you try, you will have health issues arising out of this crisis. And that's not what you want. So I found what we need to do, or, and, I, and please, I'm preaching to myself as well, is enforce very strict boundaries. You have times that you work, you have times that you spend time with your children, and please, these don't have to be in little boxes. It's going to differ from day to day, and you need to be lenient with yourself in regard to that. Try not to pile too much pressure on yourself, because aside from all of this, you now all of a sudden have every single Instagram and Twitter influencer talking about how you're actually also supposed to be studying and bettering yourself, you know, learning new skills and, and everything on top of trying to homeschool children who don't want to be homeschooled, trying to keep up with your work, trying to fit everything into the day. It isn't possible. Try to prioritize yourself. Try to, to make sure that at least once a day you take, even if it's 30 minutes, out to yourself. Try to go outside if you have the luxury of a garden. Spend a little bit of time in the sunshine. It's a good idea to do that. And just 
don't be so hard on yourself. No, that's excellent advice. I think you're yeah, having those boundaries and, and keeping to that. And I think you're yeah, just still getting some exercise, even if it's just a bit of walking is, is essential because it's so easy to be um, seated in front of your laptop the whole day. So you need to still get, get active in, in whatever form that is possible at home. Absolutely agree. Yanni, then to, to close off with, um, you know, with the theme of, of the new normal, um, and, and I think it's linked to this of this this point we met, touched on now about um, boundaries. Um, how can you be a good manager um, when employees telework? Because I think the um, trust is also obviously a big element, but also having uh, real realistic expectations of employees and and also checking in on employees. I think um, you know some people cope better in 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 having less less contact. Um, and some people need need to have more contact and touch base, but how, how can you balance that and be a better manager? You know, I think you answered your own question now, just exactly following those points that you mentioned. And what I would add to that is, if you check up on your employees because you want to see how work is going, don't always just check in on work. You need to make the time to ask your employees how they are. And I'm not mean, I don't mean ask them whether they have the coronavirus or not. I'm, I'm asking a very simple mental health check-in to say, how are you coping? How are you doing? Are you okay? How are you managing your work schedule? It's a good thing to check in on employees in, in that way. The, the other thing is death by Zoom, which all of us, I think, are currently suffering from. There's no reason to have a meeting and then have a meeting about the meeting and then have a meeting the next day to report back on the first meeting. Um, utilize all the tools that are that are available to you. Things like Microsoft Teams is a wonderful collaborative platform where people can upload what they're busy with, chat to each other without being forced to sit through long, long, long meetings, which can be a real issue, especially if you have a situation where people have children and other dependents in the house with them, um, and they don't necessarily have two quiet hours in a day to sit and listen in a meeting environment. Um, managers are going to have to learn to think out of the box a little bit, in this regard and, and see how they, they manage people, but that that check-in, that never goes away. I think a good manager checks in on their staff members. No, and, and now you've touched on something quite interesting around meetings because uh, before Zoom meetings, uh, there was a saying that uh, that meeting could have been an email. And I think some some Zoom meetings uh, qualify in the same, in the same way. Um, so Zoom meetings or, or electronic meetings are wonderful. Um, but you don't have to have a meeting for having a meeting, uh, just to have a meeting uh, or a meeting about a meeting. Um, I think it's, and, and, and these, the same rules for, for managing a good meeting also applies to electronic meetings where you need a clear agenda. Um, only people that need to be in the discussion need to be there. Um, don't waste people's time if they're not part of what is being discussed. Um, those basic things um, can help free up, free up a lot of time. Absolutely spot on. Well, Yanni, it was a pleasure speaking to you, um, and um, I hope to speak to you again in the um, in a, in, a, in the future um, as we see how this situation evolves. Thank you very much. It was lovely speaking to you too. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, happy listening.